One of the important things for all of us in life, and particularly in this Lenten season, is to be very discerning. What I mean by discerning is really trying to get to what is the truth, if you will, to sift through or to sort out what's exactly going on with whatever decision we are about to make or whatever it is that we might hear from someone else. The example I want to use today is from Samuel. Samuel is one of the great prophets. And notice what he does when it's time for a new king to be anointed. He uses his human judgment as to which one he thinks would be the most fitting. And that important lesson of that first reading is we are to discern God's will. So Samuel had to learn this lesson as he was trying to discern which one the Lord wanted for him as the next king. And I love this line. This is the line we hear from this first book of Samuel. Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. When one looks into the heart, when one looks into the heart of God, if you will, we begin to see things as God sees them. And that's what helps Samuel to be able to determine which one God had chosen to be the next king. God's will was discerned. You and I are given the gifts to discern in our own lives as we draw closer to the Lord, how we are to live our lives. And the closer we get to the Lord, the more we listen to the Lord, like we see in this example of Samuel, he was able to make the distinction. Nope, it was none of these first ones. But when David walked in the room, the Lord had given him, God had given him the clarity, this is the one to anoint. So growing in our friendship with God, is the key to helping us find our way in navigating through the experiences we have in our life so that we can see and know and love things as God does. Let me use a very simple example. One of the things I so love about our beautiful Catholic faith is its great reverence for every single person. And we can go to the Old Testament, for example, as we know one of the commandments, thou shalt not kill. But we also know from Jesus himself of all the commandments when he's asked, which is the greatest? And Jesus responds, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. In other words, we should seek the good of the other. God in his beautiful plan has given us this beautiful gift. And when we seek God's will, when we love others as we are so blessed to be able to do and called to do, we then live in the light, the light of truth. In John's gospel today, of course, we have this imagery of the light and the darkness. And it's in that light and the darkness and in our second reading today, we hear it as well. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness, Rather expose them. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. So as Samuel was trying to seek the truth as God knew it to be, which king God had chosen, 
so too in our lives, and we strive to help others, come to discover the light of the goodness of God, how much he loves us and wants to help us in our lives. But we also know evil exists. And evil often takes an apparent good and twists things so it looks like it's something good, but it's not. Of course, we know from back in the book of Genesis, we see even in our diocesan seal, we see the example of the cross as the church, and around it is wrapped a serpent. The serpent is often the one who is seen as the one who is devious. He wants to manipulate the truth to lead us astray. You were to look up devious, for example, and say a dictionary, you might discover something like useful skill. So it's a skill, a strategy that's used through some underhanded way to accomplish your goal. So Satan, even in the temptations of Jesus, is trying to get Jesus to reject God the Father. We know he tempts us as we might experience it in our own lives and others. And he'll present something that looks so good, how could you say no to it? Just like Adam and Eve, just like the apparent things that we fall into and then we realize, oh, that wasn't of God. In fact, it leads us into places of darkness. But thanks be to God, and that's what we celebrate this third Sunday, we can be filled with hope and joy because God gives us forgiveness how blessed we are to have the sacrament of reconciliation to help us when we fall into sin to get back and to live as children of light perhaps a contemporary day example might be helpful ever since the Dobbs decision which was a reversal of Roe versus Wade as we know it's now left up to the states throughout our United States to make determinations on the rights of the innocent child in the womb. And so the states ha now have this responsibility to make determinations. It's fascinating to me, having recently learned some of the devious strategies that are being used today. What do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is this, even within our own state and other states are experiencing that there's people coming even from outside the state and people who are hired outside the state and in the state to try to get people to sign a petition and they present it as if it is a pro-life, pro-family petition to put on a ballot. That's devious. That's not being upfront about what's really trying to be accomplished. And how sad it is when I hear from good people saying, man, I didn't know I signed this thing. I thought it was because it was trying to promote what I believe, that every life is sacred. And the hardship that that causes people. My friends, as we know in the world today, especially through social media, and I'm reminded of a confirmation student who recently said to me, it's so difficult today to know what the truth is because people are giving two sides of the story and I can't figure out what the truth is. 
This is where we need to stay close to what God has revealed to us and draw close to him, to his heart, like Samuel, that he could listen to the voice of God and not take into his hands his own judgment as to who and which one was to be the king that was to be anointed for Israel. My brothers and sisters, the reality in today's world is the truth is not always laid out clearly. And sometimes people will use apparent things to present the exact opposite. And that's not, on this, not only on this particular issue. It could be in family relationships, it can be in organizations, various groups, or perhaps even governments. We need to be attentive because there's a lot of deception in today's world, a lot of underhanded things going on that are deceiving so many good people as I have come to know and to love and all of you and so many others in our beloved state. People who really love others and how proud and grateful I am to all of you who work so hard to care for the poor and the orphan, the widows, all the wonderful things that help the homeless, those who are hungry. Let us be attentive. Let us discern well by drawing close to the heart of God, knowing our faith and letting that faith and God's confirmation in our heart lead and guide us and to help bring the light of truth. And even as we heard in this second reading, even to, as St. Paul said to Ephesians, take no part in the fruitless works of darkness, rather expose them. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Let's pray for that grace and to be the light of truth in the world today.